Welcome to the Life Tunes Podcast, Episode 4, released on Thursday, February 6th, 2020. My name is Chris Abate, a singer, songwriter, music producer, and DJ. I've been surrounded by music my entire life. Life Tunes is all about different types of music that inspires us, makes us happy, sad, sparks ideas, and everything in between. Let's get into the discussion for today. Happy Thursday, everybody. And welcome to the Life Tunes Podcast. This is Chris Abate on Thursday, February 6th, 2020. And we just finished the Super Bowl um, between the Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers uh, this past Sunday. And we'll talk a little bit about that. And we have a, a, a lot of things um, dealing with the the halftime show, which sparked a lot of controversy amongst the music community, as well as uh, a whole bunch of other um, topics involving that. But we'll talk about that as we get into the um, the music news section of the show. Uh, starting off this week, just giving you a little bit of uh, baseline of where I've been this week. I've had a few things go on uh, musically where I've been working on some tracks on my own. Uh, I have a song that I'm, I'm working on currently that I'm writing uh, both a uh, I did all of the internal music or um, all the background music, the instrumentals all done. And now I'm just writing the lyrics and then I'm going to lay down some tracks, hopefully later today and get that out to the public, hopefully sometime mid-February. I do have a beat coming out on all major music um uh, all ma- major streaming services and iTunes and everything else. I have a beat coming out on the 10th of February and uh, that's already in the hopper and already ready to go. And like I said, I'm working on this other song that I hope to have out mid February uh, for all of you guys to listen to. So that should be uh, exciting for everybody. So working on that. I also uh, continue to work at the church Encounter Church in Westwood, Massachusetts, and working in the production uh, group there. This week, or this past week, I had the opportunity of running sound for Front of House, and it was a great experience. And again, I, I, I thank all the people over there at Encounter Church for welcoming me in and sort of dropping me in and allowing me to um, use my talents to share with the folks, uh, you know, all the the um, members and everybody that attends the, the worship service. It's really a great experience, and I'm, I'm happy to be part of that. So um, I did that as well. And then also, uh, I've been working with a uh, marketing professional. And hi, Morgan, how are you? Uh, we're going to be rebranding some of our, uh, some of the website for Abate Entertainment Group and all of the, the various components of that, the DJ side and the music side. And we're going to be doing a, a bunch of different things from a marketing perspective, as well as rebranding um, the website and logo and, and, and things like that. So you'll see some changes coming along the lines in, in regards to how we're, um, we're promoting the business and how the podcast fits into that. And I welcome all your feedback, obviously. I always say that over and over again. I welcome all your feedback and everything that we do. But I'm really looking forward to showing everybody how the um, the the business really comes together as we continue to grow it over the, the course of 2020. 
and this marketing effort is really going to do that. It's really going to show a, how the background, how the um, how the business came about, and then in turn what the business is all about as we continue to grow into 2020. So thank you all for being part of that. Yes, you all are listeners to the Life Tunes podcast, so you're part of our family, and I want to really create a family of musical enthusiasts. Um, and we're all musical enthusiasts in, a, in many different ways, but I, I really want to create that family of um, folks that want to talk about how music impacts their lives. And we'll do that as part of this podcast and as part of the various different groups that we've created for this podcast. And again, some of this is going to be changing, but we'll continue to build it out and work through it and I look forward to sharing that all with, with everybody here. So let's move on to our new segment. So the Super Bowl has come and gone. Kansas City defeated the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, depending on who you are rooting for, uh, it's debatable who should have won that game. But I, I'm, I'm going to... Uh, reserve my judgment. Uh, I think you can tell where I was going. Obviously, growing up in New England, I was a fan of Jimmy G and sort of hoping that the 49ers were coming out, come, going to come out with a win. But anyway, I digress. We're going to talk about the halftime show and how the halftime show went and some of the feedback that has come out after the halftime show and um, how people have... Um, given their opinion as to um, whether the halftime show was good, bad, uh, appropriate, not appropriate, those types of things. So first off, for those of you who don't know, for those of you who don't who didn't see it, I'm sure you can find it on YouTube or um, on any of the NFL websites. The halftime show featured Jennifer Lopez and Shakira, and they both did um, individual sets at first, and then they came together and did a joint set of some of their, um, some of each of their hits, uh, most of the performance, well, I shouldn't say most, I would say probably half of the performance was done in Spanish. And that's brought up some, um, some kickback or feedback from some of the different musical, uh, critics and a lot of people on Twitter saying that, you know, uh, this is America. It should have been in English. Why are we doing this whole thing in Spanish? And so on and so forth. Um, in my opinion, and this is just my opinion, um, music is music. It transcends different backgrounds, different languages. And I don't think there should be any negative uh, feedback towards the languages that were used within the performances. I thought the the performances themselves um, from a vocal standpoint or from a language standpoint were, were spot on. I mean, they, they sang their hits, they did their thing. I think as we get into more of the discussion of what was transpiring during the performances, I think there is a question there of whether or not the content of the performances, and when I say content, I'm not necessarily talking about the the music and the songs but more so the artistic pieces visual pieces of the performance the dancing um, the various props that they used um, those types of things 
were they appropriate for a Super Bowl halftime show where you had people from uh, around the country and around the world, various different ages? You know, you had everything from kids to middle age to senior citizens watching this. And, and a lot of people watch the Super Bowl specifically for not for the football, but for the commercials and for the music uh, or the halftime show. And this one was a little tough to swallow because there was a high degree of sexuality and adult type um, imagery as part of the dance and as part of the performance. And I understand that that comes with the type of music that was being performed and the the style and everything that goes with it. Um, I do question whether or not some of the things that were shown on screen were appropriate for, for kids to see. And I've talked to a lot of parents about this. Some of the parents say, oh, their kids weren't in the room and they were, you know, doing other things while the halftime show was on. And some of the parents say, you know, my kids were there, they watched this halftime show and they didn't really know what to make of it. Musically, it was fine. I didn't have anything with that. The dancing overall was fine. I think there was some things where uh, Jennifer Lopez was uh, was doing some pole dancing. There was a lot of booty shaking and images on the screen that kids may or may not be ready to see. And as part of the Super Bowl halftime, I think that should have been tamed down, in my opinion. And I know some of you have your own opinions on this, or all of you have your own opinions on this. I'd love to hear your feedback. But I, I thought that was that was interesting and, and something to just consider when we're talking about the halftime show. Now, some people have brought up, well, last year, um, uh, Maroon 5 and, and, um, and the, the group there, they took their shirts off and they were running around the stage and they were doing their thing. And yes, that... that promotes a little bit more of the um, adult nature of the performance. But in this case, when you're making the performance look as if it's from an adult club or a strip club or something like that, it does bring it to a different level. And I, I just question whether or not that's that's really appropriate for the the entire demographic that the Super Bowl halftime show is is um, is aimed at. And a lot, uh, another piece of feedback that I've I've heard over the week as well, the Super Bowl is is directed at males for the most part, so the halftime show should be directed at males for the whole sp- most part. Um, I tend to disagree with that. I think that the halftime show, along with the commercials, and in turn some of the game as well, I think um, women of this country and all over the world have really started to enjoy those particular parts. And when you hear the conversations of women over the last week or so, there's a lot of JLo and, and Shakira did a great job and they did awesome. And, and uh, we really enjoyed the performance and it was, you know, it was great for women to see two women, two strong women up there doing their thing. So I think the, the halftime show as well as the commercials and, and, and everything else are gaining more popularity with women. And that's not a problem. There's nothing wrong with that. I think that's a good thing for the NFL. I think that's a good thing for for people in general. So I don't think that the argument that the performance was directed at males is really uh, really a good argument in this case. So anyway, outside of that particular part of the discussion when it comes to um, the halftime show, obviously we want to I want to discuss the musical portion. 
which I thought was very good. There were a bunch of different parts where um, Shakira showed her talents in having different instruments out there. She was playing the the drums at one point. She was playing the guitar at one point, which which was fantastic. J-Lo did her thing from a musical standpoint and a dance standpoint. They both did their their thing for, in an outstanding way musically. But one of the topics that comes up is most people don't realize that because the show is such a, a, a huge event and they have to put everything together really quickly as soon as the as soon as halftime comes about they have to get the stage together all everything has to be perfect the artists themselves more than likely and i know that shakira was i can't speak for for j-lo but i know shakira was lip-syncing through her performance um, she did have a live mic so the the audio when she was adding in her ad libs and things like that was coming through but as far as singing the songs she was lip-syncing one of the things we're going to do in our workshop today is talk a little bit about auto-tune and how that is now helping live performances in ways that you don't even realize is happening. And it makes the artists, just like it does in the studio, it makes artists sound a lot better. Now, when we talk about auto-tune, many of you think of the auto-tune that's used in the studio and you think of T-Pain and the T-Pain robot type uh, effects. But there's been a big change in how auto-tune works from a live perspective and how computers and processing power and everything have created the ability for auto-tune to be used without a lot of latency. Now, when we talk about latency in the music production world, latency is the time difference between when a signal goes into, say, a microphone and goes out so you can hear it and the processing happens on that particular audio feed. Now, the latency when it comes to auto-tune has always been an issue in live performance because you needed a lot of processing power to make sure that when a singer is actually singing a note into a microphone that it can hit the auto-tune The computer can do its processing and bring the note up or down based on how things came in and where the the key of the song is, and then adjust that and then send that out to the speakers. Um, With that latency there, it's been nearly impossible to use auto-tune in a live setting. However, with the increase in speed and increase in processing power with computers of today, Using auto-tune live has become more and more popular. And in today's workshop, I'm going to show you exactly how auto-tune can make a live performance sound significantly better and you don't even hear that robotic sound that you hear when T-Pain or or some of the other um, hip-hop artists of today are performing their songs. So let's move into that workshop. Uh, again, if anybody has any feedback or thoughts on the Super Bowl or the Super Bowl halftime show, please email them over to hello at lifetunespodcast.com. I'd love to hear from you and bring the feedback into the show. So if you have any thoughts or if there's anything that comes to mind as we talk about the Super Bowl halftime show, please send it along. It'll be great to interact with the listeners here on the Lifetunes podcast. Let's move over to our workshop. Oh, 
Yikes, 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 yikes. What does that sound like? Uh, so how many of you recognize that sound, that, that sort of jumpy robotic sound that is produced by a software called Autotune? Um, it's from a company called Enteris, and the Autotune functionality is made to basically bring an audio signal up or down to a specific note based on the key of the individual song. So let's say, for instance, the song is written and performed in the key of C. And the singer who is performing the song uh, in the studio or on stage at this point needs to stay within the key of C in order to stay in tune with the song. And um, if you've ever been to a karaoke uh, night at a bar or um, some sort of um, talent show or performance where amateur singers are performing, a lot of times you hear them perform out of key or they'll, you know, some of their notes will be in key, some of their notes will be out of key. And what the auto-tune system does is it takes the signal from the microphone. So in this case, I'm singing into a microphone. The auto-tune software analyzes that signal sees what note is coming in and if the note is within the key that the song is recorded in and that auto-tune is set at it'll keep the artist's voice as it is coming through the microphone if the note is off key if you're singing in the key of c and you sing off key the software will retune your voice up or down in order to make sure that it stays within the key of the song. So let me give you an example. I'll sing um, within the key of C here and we'll see if I can I can stay there and not have auto-tune um, retune my my voice. Now, it's interesting when you hear that because I'm wavering a bit um, in my in keeping the note and you can hear the retune sort of adjusting itself to keep that note in place. And it, it's doing a fairly good job. I have this particular auto tune setting at, re, at a retune speed of eight, which means it's eight milliseconds between the time the signal hits the software to the time that the retune takes place. So if I increase that retune speed, you're going to hear my voice waver even more because it's going to be retuning at a slower pace. So what's happening in live performances today is you notice that there was no latency there. I was singing through the microphone, through the same microphone at the same time that I was uh, talking through here. I did play a note on the keyboard just to, to give myself a note. But while I was singing, I could hear the auto-tune holding my voice up uh, and making sure that I wasn't wavering as much as I really was. And if I had increased the retune speed to zero, um, that would have actually created a sound that would have been a lot more robotic. You would have heard the jumps between the notes as my voice was wavering between C and B and C and G um, up and down through the through that area. But instead, um, you heard a more uh, a smoother round of 
my voice holding on to that C note, even though I really was wavering in the famous American Idol terms. It was it was pitchy. It was quite pitchy if you listen to the original version versus the auto-tuned version. So when somebody is singing live, if they're able to utilize auto-tune when they're singing live, they can sing off-key and the system will adjust on the fly in a quick sense to make sure that the note stays on key. Now there's a famous video out there on YouTube. If you look up Justin Bieber auto-tune live, you'll see a couple of instances where Justin Bieber is singing, I believe it's at an award show or at a concert somewhere, and he's singing and somehow, for some reason, the auto-tune shuts down or the auto-tune goes away and you can totally tell the difference when that happens. Um, So definitely check out that video. I'll put a link to it in the show notes. But that's a perfect example of why some artists steer away from using auto-tune during live performances because if it does go haywire the outcome can be disastrous, especially for a performer when you're out on stage and everybody's cheering and listening to you sing and then all of a sudden you're completely out of tune and they're like, well, what just happened? You were singing perfectly before and now you sound like you can't sing at all. Um, And not saying that these artists can't sing, I'm not saying that in any way, but there is a heavy utilization on auto-tune at this point to keep artists in tune with the songs that they're singing and make sure that they um, stay in tune as they perform their their songs in their um, in their concerts. So, just something to think about. I'd love to hear your feedback, and if you've actually heard or experienced an artist utilizing auto tune, whether it's on a recording or whether it's on um, whether it's in concert, I'd love to hear your feedback, and we can talk about it on a future show. Again, the email to send your feedback is hello at lifetunespodcast.com. Speaking of feedback, uh, one of the ways that you could leave feedback for us is by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or any of the podcast services that you use to listen to to the LifeTunes podcast. Um, I did want to read a couple of the sets of feedback that we did receive, um, the reviews that we've received online, and uh, hopefully if you guys um, would like to leave a review... Hopefully, if you guys would like to, re- it would be great if you would leave a review online and let us know how we're doing. So here's one that came from CSA74. Um, just wanted to say, uh, just sat down to listen to episode one, and I already can't wait for next Thursday and episode two to arrive. Thank you very much for that. Hit all the right chords, pun not intended, but I'll take it as a pun. And this introduction has me extremely excited for the coming weeks to hear Chris dig into sound, music, and how it affects us all. Every one of his stories was relatable and had me recalling my own first music memories, where I was and where I heard X, Y, and Z, etc. Thank you so much for that feedback. Um, That's really great. Another one we got from MICA. Uh, Very heartfelt personal history applicable to all music lovers. I look forward to seeing this evolve over time. Thank you very much for that feedback. Um, again, if you would like to leave a review, please go go to Apple Podcasts. And then also we have our Patreon. 
for those of you who don't know what Patreon is, and I know I've spoken about it on the show before, uh, Patreon is a way for you to support the show in a variety of denominations. Um, right now we have three tiers, one being a $1 a month tier. Um, there's also a $2 a month tier and a $5 a month tier. And each of those tiers give you access to a variety of different things. And you can see all of the individual things that you can access by going to patreon.com slash lifetunes. So please go over and check that out. It supports us. It helps us com- continue to do this show ad-free. And it conti- helps us continue to produce this show on a weekly basis. Our email address is hello at lifetunespodcast.com. Episodes are released every Thursday via Apple Podcasts and all other podcast providers. For more information and to pick up today's show notes, please go to lifetunespodcast.com. This is Chris Abate signing off for this week's Lifetunes podcast. I'll talk to you all next week. Have a great week and keep music on your mind. Productions. I am one of the flyers. The creative unit of Abate Entertainment Group. C-Pause. Stay positive. Stay positive.